The Phoenix Theatre and Arts Company's audio drama series presents Susan Glassville's The People, adapted and directed by Phil Pinot and Gina Stanton. For past episodes, upcoming events, and other information, make sure to visit our website at phoenixtheaterartsco.com. Remember, that's theater with an R-E. Without further ado, we give you The People. I'm Ed Willis, editor of The People. (sighs) For now, at least. Oscar Tripp, I'm currently the associate editor of The People, and a poet. I am an artist. No, no, the artist. And I'm Sarah, a writer. Tom Howe, printer. Hi there, I'm the boy from Georgia. I traveled all the way here from Idaho. I guess you could call me the woman from Idaho. Man from the Cape. I believe in an earnest approach in creating a newspaper. Well, dear, that's nice, but my approach of a light touch is what's needed. Pigs! I, of course, am the anarchist. And I, of course, am the philosopher. All right, all right, could we get started now, please? If you are, let's Why are you writing? Because I am a writer. But I thought you said there wasn't going to be another issue of the people. I am writing. Oh, uh, well, there's a woman here with a suitcase. What's in it? Mm-hmm. She wants to see the editor. All right, send her in. This is the office of the people? Uh, hum. I came to see the author of those wonderful words. Which wonderful words? About moving toward the beautiful distances. Oh, those are Mr. Willis's wonderful words. Could I see him? He isn't here yet. He's just back from California. Won't be at the office till a little later. He has been to California? He has just ridden across this country? Yes. Long trip. He was very cross over the phone. Oh, no. I think you're mistaken. Anything you care to see me about? I could see him a little later. Couldn't I? Yes, if it's important. Of course he'll be very busy. It is important, at least... Yes, it is important. Very well, then. Later in the morning. I will stand out on the street and watch the people go by. What? Oh, the people. It's so wonderful to see them. So many of them. Don't you often stand and watch them? No, madame. Not often. I am too busy editing a magazine about them. Of course you are busy. You help edit this magazine. I am associate editor of The People. That is a great thing for you. And you, so young. Does Mr. Wills write in this room? His desk is right over there. It must be a wonderful thing for you to write in the same room with him. Well, I don't know. Perhaps it is a wonderful thing for him to write- I am Oscar Tripp, the poet. It would be beautiful to be a poet. I will come back later. Just leave your suitcase if you aren't going to be using it in the meantime. Oh, thank you. 
I see that you are a kind young man. That is not the general opinion. I wonder why it is that the general opinion is so often wrong. I don't quite understand that woman. If this paper can't go on, I, I, I ought to know. I could get a job on the evening world. Can it go on? I don't see how it can, but many a time I haven't seen how it could. And it did. Doubtless, it will go on, and we'll see days so much worse than these that we will say, Ah, the good old days of March 1917. But can it pay salary? Oh no, I think not. But we must work, because we love our work. We must eat, because we love our food. You'll know soon. The meeting is about to start. This magazine Not yet, Sarah. Did he get any money? Doesn't look like it. He was snappish over the phone. Guess he's for giving it up this time. I don't want to give it up. Well, it's not what we want, it's what people want, and there aren't enough of them who want us. The fault must lie with us. I don't think so. The fault lies with the failure I'll to- I'll tell you where the fault lies. We should give more space to pictures and less to stupid reading matter. We have given too much expensive white paper to pictures and too little to reading matter. Especially the poetry. That's where the fault lies. I'll tell you where the fault lies. Everybody plugging for their own thing. Nobody caring enough about the thing as a whole. I'll tell you where the fault lies. You, Ed, the editor-in-chief returning from a long trip and the first golden words that fall from his lips are words of censure for his faithful subordinates. How are you, Ed? Ugh, rotten. I hate sleeping cars. I always catch a cold. Any luck? What's the word? I heard that you may have to discontinue. It seems we might as well. Now just let me tell you what the trouble has been and how you can remedy it. The people has been afraid of being serious. But you deal with ideas and you must do it soberly. This is a place for a good, earnest journal of protest. But all this levity, this this fooling... I hope the news I'm hearing isn't true, Ed. If it's bad, it's true. Well, it's an awful pity, but you've been too damn serious. A lighter touch. That's what the people needs. You're as heavy as mud. Try it a while longer along frivolous lines. I just had to let you have my idea of what's the matter with you. If we had as many subscribers as we have people to tell us what's the matter with us, then we'd operate far, far, far better than we are right now. But no, we don't have that. And look at the situation we're in right now. Awful, awful, awful. Now the philosopher and the anarchist will tell us what's the matter with us. To damn bourgeois, you should print on the cover of every issue. To hell with the bourgeoisie, pigs! The trouble with the paper is efficiency. Ugh, dear God. There are things it seems to me I can't bear. It should be more carelessly done, and then it would be more perfectly done. You should be less definite, and you would have more definiteness. You should not know what it is you want, and then you would find what you are after. You talk as if we had not been a success, but just last night... I heard of a woman in Bronxville who keeps the people under her bed so her husband won't know she's reading it. 
If you had been a success, you would have fired that woman with so great a courage that she would proudly prop the people on the pillow. It was my pictures that got us under the bed. <laughs> I was definitely told my last talk with God that put us under the bed. Can you not see that she puts you under the bed because you yourselves have made concessions to the bourgeoisie? Cows! Geese! You should print more pictures. It must print more poetry. It should be more serious. It should be more frivolous. No, we must speak for the anarchists. Never the truth. We speak only the anarchy. The anarchy is our language. Is this the office of the people? No, this is a lunatic asylum. Oh, you're joking. You know, I wondered about that. Whether you would joke here. I thought you would. I came to see the editor. I want to tell him... <sighs> so many people are telling me so many things. Could you tell yours a little later? Oh, yeah. Of course, there must be many important things people have to tell you. Well... Many. Magazines cater to the people. Yes. This is our yes. the future of this moment. Oh, oh, the future of the future. It is because of the people who rise. Where is this magazine? Speaking for the artists, I want to say right Speaking now. Speaking for the writers, I wish to say before we go further. Serious approach. A lighter touch. Speaking for the anarchists. Speaking for the truth. It should never be frivolous. It needs to be powerful. It needs to be meaningful. We must have death to the bourgeoisie. It's pigs all. No one is taking seriously. We will take the title and disgrace the people who rise. Well, hello. You've come to tell us something about this paper? Yes. There are a number ahead of you. Will, will you wait your turn? I'll be glad to see you as soon as I can. How about, uh, uh... There, in the outside office. If you would wait. Bills, bills, bills. Moritz Paper Company. Bill has to be paid today and here... More. You could pay your bills if you were not afraid to be light. An earnest approach would say A lighter the touch people. would turn the trick. You, you know that I'm right. A lighter touch. As long what as we're just a little bit lighter, year. everything would be nice. hard hitting stories. Yes, this magazine is going to go no To hell with the bourgeoisie! Apes! Efficiency has put out the spark! Well, as long as the spark appears to be good and out, may I... In the name of efficiency, ask you, who do not belong here, to retire, that we may go ahead with our work. There would be greater efficiency in our remaining. There would be form. You have lacked form. You have lacked courage. Donkeys! It would be illuminating to hear you run through the animal kingdom. Toads, crocodiles, a number of things you haven't mentioned yet. But the animal kingdom is large, and we have work You do. lack form in your work. By form, I do not mean what you think I mean. I mean that particular significance of the insignificant which is the fundamental. We couldn't understand it. 
Oh no, you couldn't Why understand tell us? it. Rest in peace, centipedes. <laughs> <laughs> What's the matter with us is our co-workers. Well, to be or not to be, I guess it's up to you, Ed. Just what would we be going on for? To make a few more people like the dear ones who have just left us? Seems to me we could best serve society by not doing that. Precisely what do we do? Aside from getting under the bed in Bronxville. Now and then, something particularly rotten is put over. And we have a story that gets a rise out of a few people. But we don't change anything. We had another hope. We were going to express ourselves so simply and so truly that we would be expressing the people. <sighs> the people? I looked at them all the way across the continent. Oh, I got so tired looking at them. On farms, in towns, in cities. They're like toys that you'll wind up and they'll run a while. They don't want to be expressed. It would topple them over. The longer I looked, the more ridiculous it seemed to me that we should be giving our lives to the people a journal of the social revolution. <laughs> Certainly we better cut the subtitle. The social revolution is dead. You don't think you are bringing back any news, do you, Ed? This is a long way from what you felt a year ago, Ed. You had a vision then. Y you can't keep vision in this office. It's easy enough to have a beautiful feeling about the human race when none of it is around. The trouble about doing anything for your fellow man is that you have to do it with a few of them. Oh, of course, that isn't fair. We care. I'll say that for us. Even Oscar cares, or he wouldn't work the way he has. But what does our caring come to? It doesn't connect up with anything. And God knows, it doesn't seem to me making anything very beautiful of us. There's something rather pathetic about us. Or is it merely ridiculous? Let me read you something, Ed. We are living now. We shall not be living long. No one can tell us we shall live again. This is our little while. This is our chance. And we take it like a child who comes from a dark room to which he must return, comes for one sunny afternoon to a lovely hillside, and finding a hole, crawls in there till after the sun is set. I want that child to know the sun is shining upon flowers in the grass. I want him to know it before he has to go back to the room that is dark. I wish I had pipes to call him to the hilltop of beautiful distances. I myself could see further, if he were seeing at all. Perhaps I can call you, you who have dreamed, and dreaming know, and knowing care. Move. Move from the things that hold you. If you move, others will move. Come, now, before the sun goes down. You wrote that, Ed. Yes, I wrote it. And you want to know why I wrote it? I wrote it because I was sore at Oscar, 
and wanted to write something to make him feel ashamed of himself. I don't believe that's true. I, I don't believe it's true. Maybe you think that's why you wrote it, but it's not the reason. You wrote it because it's the living truth. And it moved in you, and you had to say it. Who are you? I'm one of the people. I have lived a long way off. I heard that call, and I had to come. I've come, too. I'm from Georgia. I read it, and I didn't want to stay at school any longer. I said, I want something different and bigger, something more like this. I heard about your not being able to sell your paper on the newsstands just because lots of people don't want anything different and bigger. And I said to myself, I'll sell the paper. I'll go and sell it on the streets. And I got so excited about that that I didn't even wait for the dance. There was a dance that night and I had my girl too. He didn't even wait for the dance. The idealists are calling upon the intellectuals and calling them. I'm from the Cape. I had a chance to go in on an oyster bed. I read what you wrote. A woman who had stopped in an automobile left it, and I said to myself, I'm nothing but an oyster myself. Guess I'll come to life. But what did you come here for? Well, for the rest of it. The rest of what? The rest of what you've got. Yeah, that's it. We come for the rest of what you got. This is awkward for Ed. Give it to us. What? The rest of it. I haven't got anything more to give. But you made us think you had. You led us to believe you had. And you have. If you hadn't more to give, you couldn't have given that. Very awkward. You said, I call to you. You who have dreamed, and dreaming know, and knowing care. Well, three of us are here. From the south and the east and the west, we've come because you made us want something we didn't have. You made us want it so much we had to move the way we thought was toward it before the sun goes down. We thought people here had life. Something different and bigger. Perhaps we'd all better go. Poor Ed. I wish you'd shut up, Oscar. I know you will give it to us. Give what to you? What you have for the people. What you made us know we need. You shouldn't have called personally. You should have sent in your needs by mail. Oscar, try and act as if you had a soul. I think he really has. At least he has a heart. It's only that he feels he must be witty. But you, you're not going to let us just go away again, are you? He gave up his oyster bed. And this boy didn't even wait for the dance, and me, I gave up my tombstone. Your... Yes, tombstone. It had always been a saying in our family, he won't even have a stone to mark his grave. Oh, they said it so much and so solemnly, I, I thought it meant something. I sew, plain sewing, but I've often said to myself, well, at least I'll have a stone to mark my grave. And then there was a man who had been making speeches to the miners... I live in a town in Idaho, and he had your magazine, and he left it in the store, and the storekeeper said to me when I went there for thread, Here, you like to read, don't you want this? I wish you would take it away, because if some folks in town see it, they'll think I'm not all I should be. He meant the cover. So I took it home, and when my work was done that night, I read your wonderful words. They're like a spring if you've ever lived in a dry country, you'll know what I mean. And they made me know that my 
tombstone was dead as well <laughs> as dead as a tombstone <laughs> so I had to have something to take its place talk to him tell him about it as long as there seems to be so much uncertainty about this perhaps I'd better telegraph father you see the folks don't know where I am I, I just came he didn't even stay for I'll the be dance. glad to sell the papers. Here, shall I take the ones here? And I'll stop people on the street and tell them why I'm selling them. No, you can't do that. You'd be arrested. Let him sell them. What's the difference about the law if you have the right idea? The right idea has given us trouble enough already. I had a chance to go in on an oyster bed. You come with me and have a drink. Something's sure about that, too. He could have a drink at home. It was corking of you to want to help us. We must talk about- I am sorry for you. Why? Because you have the brain to say those things and not the spirit to believe them. I couldn't say them. Yet I've got something you haven't got. <laughs> because I know the thing you said was true. Will you sit down? No, oh, I'll go. I don't know why I should be disappointed. I suppose it's not fair to ask you to be as big as the truth you saw. Why should I expect you would be? I'm sorry. I suppose now you'll regret your tombstone. Oh, no, it was wonderful to ride across the country and see all the people. The train moving along it seemed to make something move in me. I had thoughts not like any thoughts I'd ever had before. I... Your words like a spring breaking through the dry country of my mind. I thought of how you call your paper a journal of the social revolution, and I said to myself, this is the social revolution. Knowing that your tombstone doesn't matter. Seeing. That's the social revolution. Seeing. A plane. Dark trees off of the edge. Against the trees, a little house and a big barn. A flat piece of land fenced in. Stubble, furrows. Horses waiting to get in at the barn. Cows standing around a pump. A tile yard. A water tank. One straight street of a little town. The country so still it seemed dead. The trees like a hopes that have been given up. The graveyards on the hills, oh, they come so fast. I noticed them first because of my tombstone, but I got to thinking about the people. I mean, the people who spent their whole lives right near the places where they are now. There's something in the thought of them. Like cows standing around the pump, so still, so patient, kind of hurts. And their pleasures? A flat field fenced in. Your great words carried me to other great words. I thought of Lincoln and, and what he said of a few of the dead. I said it over and over. I said things that I didn't know the meaning of them till after I said them. I said, the truth, the truth, the truth that opens from our lives as water opens from the rocks. And then I knew what truth was. Let us here highly resolve that these dead shall not have died in vain. I mean... All of them. Let life become what it may become. 
so beautiful that everything that is back of us is worth everything it cost. Hey, I, I got... Oh. <clears throat> Sorry to butt in, but I can still get the job on the evening world. If this paper's gonna stop, I mean, I gotta know it. Stop. This paper can't stop. Can't stop? The last I heard, it couldn't do anything else. That was... long... ago. Oh... So you got something to go on with? Yes, something to go on with. I see, <laughs> and I'm glad. Um, but I gotta be sure. This is the truth. The truth? The truth that opens from our lives as water opens from the rocks. Nobody really needs a tombstone. Tech's audio drama series is a production by the Phoenix Theater and Arts Company. This week's episode, The People, was written by Susan Glassbell, adapted and directed by Phil Pinot and Gina Stanton, and edited by Gina Stanton. This episode features the vocal talents of Justin Chumas as Oscar, John Isabel III as Ed, Kim Smith as the woman from Idaho, Jennifer Wallace as Sarah, Ryan Snanuj as Tom, Joe Coppola as the boy from Georgia, Ken Shelby as the man from the Cape, David Nielsen as the anarchist, Jenna Isabella as the artist, Sam Steer as the philosopher, Amanda Booth as the earnest approach, and Gina Stanton as the light touch. Original PTAC music by Brian Sanishin. For a full listing of credits, visit us at phoenixtheaterartscode.com. Remember, that's theater with an R-E. While you're there, please consider clicking the donate link. That would be delightful. Have comments or questions? Email us at phoenixtheaterartsco at gmail.com or find us on social media. A very special thank you to our Patreon subscribers with a shout out to those sitting in the box seats, Ken Shelby and on stage seating, Margaret Thurston. We couldn't do this without you. Join us next time for The Last Comedian.